vibrant, vibrant, vibrant music teaching, proven and practical tips, strategies, and ideas for music teachers. This is the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast. I'm Nicola Canton, and today we're talking about keeping track of your lending library. Welcome back, lovely teachers, and welcome to the last episode of 2022, if you're listening in real time. I can't believe this year is almost over, but we're nearly there. I thought I would put this episode out to give you a chance to maybe make some resolutions for the new year before you close up the studio for Christmas or a holiday break and forget about it for a while and then in January maybe come back. Put this new system in place, although I will say... It won't take much putting in place. That's what I love about this. So the magic of this lending library system is that it takes almost no effort on your part and therefore you're actually going to keep up with it. But first of all, let's talk about this idea of a lending library. When I talk about a lending library, I'm referring to books that you keep copies of as a teacher that you loan out to students but also games, lots and lots of games. We loan out more games than books here at Colourful Keys. And we also loan out sight reading card packs. Now, the reason we do that, those are the ones that come with Piano Safari, which is our most commonly used piano method over here, although we do use others. It has these sight reading cards, which sound like a supplemental optional thing, when I say it like that, a sight reading pack, no, it's not an additional extra thing. It really, I like to call them reading cards, honestly, rather than sight reading, because it, it's a core part of how the student learns to read through Piano Safari. If you skip them, you may get in trouble <laughs> with some of the reading progress in the books. We do use those pretty consistently, as consistently as we can. The thing about them is they're not really something that I feel my students will want to hang on to and reuse later. We also don't need to write all over them. I know some teachers do, but we use whiteboard markers. They're laminated and we use whiteboard markers when we need to write all over them. So we don't need students to be able to mark them up themselves, unlike their method book. And they're not going to look back over them nostalgically, right? (laughs) Let's be honest about it. They're reading cards. So we actually have a whole bunch of these packs. I don't know, probably about six or seven of each level. And so it kind of, maybe even ten of each level, I'm not sure. But it kind of works out that a student can borrow level A and then they'll be ready for level B. And then other students will be ready for different levels at different times. So we loan those out. And that's a big part of what we're keeping track of. But no matter what it is that you lend out, there usually is something. Even in a studio where you don't provide most of your students' materials, you end up loaning things to students. And I remember back when I had like three to seven students when I was still in college, I would just keep track of it in my head and it was absolutely fine. And if you're in that camp, that's fine. But if you're looking to expand or you are already managing quite a few students, I think you need a proper system to keep track of it. Now, I have tried so many different things. Honestly, I think I've tried everything. Well, no, I haven't tried actual library apps. I know some teachers use those, but I've tried different forms of spreadsheets, many of those. I've tried leaving um, using the repertoire feature in my music staff. 
I've tried using Evernote for a while. I've used all sorts of things and none of it worked. The reason it didn't work is nothing to do with any of those apps or systems. It's because I wasn't using it consistently. But it was really hard to get myself to use that consistently when it's something you do in the flow of teaching. So, you know, you're in the middle of a lesson or normally drawing to the end of a lesson and you swap out your student's sight reading card for the next level. And you think, yep, yeah, I'll make a note of that later. But it gets to the end of the day and you close your laptop and go away and make your dinner and you just forget about it. So that's what was happening with all these various systems. And the new system is the one that we've actually stuck to and works for not just me, but the multi-teacher studio that I now run. So let me walk you through it. Step one, whether you're going to use this or any other system, step one is to mark everything with your studio's name or logo. So I suggest using labels for this. I like to just print them out myself, like I just use standard label sheets. I have it set up on my computer so I can, you know, input stuff that fits on the labels and I print it out at home. That way I just have a whole bunch of them and I never put it off marking them till later because I always have some printed and I put them on everything that's gonna go in the lending library. Those stickers say, They have my studio logo, the Colourful Keys logo, and then they say, please return to the studio kind of thing. Property of Colourful Keys, please return when you're done with it. So I put those on everything in multiple spots. So I'll put them on the back of games. I'll put them sometimes inside the folder flap of games. And then I don't actually put them on the back of individual game cards. I'm not that much of a, (laughs) I guess... I'm assuming I'll lose some game cards, but I don't think it's worth it to label everything. But I also put them on books and I put them on the front and the inside. So the front and then like the title page, the first page on the inside and the back. Why three spots? Well, that's because if the book cover falls off, so we all know those stapled books, the covers often come off and the wirebound books, they sometimes rip off. If the cover comes off, it's still there on that first page. It's still there. And the front and back thing is just so that parents are more likely to see it. So if it's sitting on a shelf, parents are just walking by, they see that label no matter which way the book is sitting, right? It just gives you a bit more chance. Because the thing is, I have never had a parent who intentionally stole a book off me. I just don't think that's a thing. I mean, if you have, commiserations go out to you. I'm so sorry that happened to you. But I think that is the exception, not the rule. The thing that really happens that makes you lose these books over time is that people just forget about them and they don't see them. And they're in the mess of all the other things that are in a busy family house. And so just labeling everything clearly is a great first step to take. So once you have everything labeled, you're on to step two, and that is the actual system. So now you have your lending library, whether that's books, games, or mixture, or all sorts of other things. It's all labeled. Every time you give something to a student, you need to take a photo of them. So you just ask them, okay, you're going to borrow this. Please hold it up and smile. (laughs) They don't have to smile, but telling people to smile tends to make them expect a photo. So hold it up and smile. And then I take a photo with them on my phone. That's it. Because the beauty of that, and I didn't make this up, by the way, if someone remembers telling this to me, could they let me know that they're where I got this? Because I don't remember where I first got the idea from. But it was another teacher. I thought, oh, I'll give that a go. And it turned out to be the perfect system for us. Yeah, I have the photo then of them. Obviously, I can see the game or book that's in the photo. And I can see the child's face and I know all my students. (laughs) 
it has the date on it because it's a photo taken by my phone. So it automatically has the date embedded in it. Like that's just how photos work. I have everything I need. Now there's a sort of step 2A here, which is for, I would say for multi-teacher studios only. I honestly don't think this is really necessary if you are just you um, running a one-teacher studio. You could do it this way, but it's not really needed. With a multi-teacher studio like mine, what I do next is I upload that to Tanara. So I have the Tanara app on my phone and I just go into the media and we have a folder which is just called Lending Library and I put it in all caps so it's really easy to spot quickly. Go into that folder, upload the photo there and we're done. And every teacher does that. So now we have a central folder that has all these photos. Number one, we can delete that off our phone. So if I have teachers who are like college age, kind of, they might have phones with not that much storage or they might just not want to keep these photos on their phone and that's totally understandable. So it's uploaded to Archanara and then they can delete it. It also means that if one of the teachers or me is looking for a particular resource and they're wondering, like, I'm not, I'm just not seeing this on the shelves or is it not here? Like with the games, we just have one copy of most games. So they can then go in that folder and quickly scan through and say, oh yeah, it's there. So it's still out. And it's an easy reference point. Step three is the easiest one. <laughs> Once a student brings something back to you or you take it back off them, you just go into that folder, whether it's on your phone or on Tanara or wherever you're keeping them, and you just delete the photo because you now have it back. Isn't that simple? And then step four is just the chasing up part. So... I suggest periodically that you set a task for yourself. I have a recurring task inside ClickUp, which is our project management software. If you're a member of Vibrant Music Teaching and you want to know how to use ClickUp for your studio and why you would want to use it, and also how to use Asana if you'd prefer to use that, we have a course on it. But I use ClickUp. You could just use a reminder on your phone or in your Google Calendar, whatever you use for other reminders. And just set something up that tells you about, I'd say, three to four weeks before the end of each semester. I find that to be ideal. But if you want to do this more frequently, you can. And I would just go in and check what photos are still there. Check how recent they are. Like if it's something I want to leave with that student for now, that's fine. But anything older, I would then chase that up with the parents. Say, it looks like little Johnny may still have tippy taps. Can you have a look at home for that? Because that should have been returned. You just need to chase those things up. I don't suggest you do this in the last week of term. Number one, because you're already getting ready to check out for a break in most cases. But number two, because if you check this in the last week of term, they don't immediately return it before that final lesson. And then they don't come back the next term or year or semester. You are never getting that thing back. Like, that's the reality. It is so unlikely that they're going to drop it over to your studio. Some parents will be super conscientious and they will do that, but you're much more likely to get it back from everyone if you do it before the end of the year. I actually don't leave anything with my students over the summer. So we take back everything. Of course, they have their own books, so it's not like they don't have anything. But anything loaned, we take it back before the summer. So that way we just have kind of a fresh slate. Um, for the new year. So I'll be following up more rigorously at the end of the year, but also do that mid-year check-in point to see is there stuff that people have had for months at this stage and that they don't need. That is my system. As I said, the beauty of this is that it's simple. 
All you really have to remember to do in the course of your regular lessons is to take those photos. And at first you might forget sometimes, but you'll get into the groove of it. It's not like updating a spreadsheet at the end of the day. I find it much easier to do. And there's only one thing to do. I find the other teachers here are great at keeping up with this as well. So because you just always have your phone anyway, so whether they're teaching at students' homes or here, they have their phone in their pocket. They can easily take it out and take a photo every time they loan out something. Your one thing this week is to think about whether your lending library system that you currently have in place is working for you and whether this system might be better. If it's not a good fit for you, no worries, but at least consider it. I hope you enjoyed that tour of my little system. As I said, it's not originally mine. I took it from another teacher, but I love it. It works great for us. So I would love to hear if you have a similar system, if you have something else that works, or if you do just store all this information in your head and you are Wonder Woman and you just keep track of it all. Let me know about that too. I'd love to hear from you in the comments underneath this article on the Colorful Keys blog or over on Instagram. You'll find us at Colorful Keys. I'll see you there. One of the awesome benefits for Vibrant Music Teaching members is that they get an exclusive member magazine every month. This magazine brings together our blog articles in a way that is digestible and super actionable. If you want to become a member and get the magazine as well as all the other benefits, you can go to vmt.ninja to sign up.